and that's when it just started falling apart. It's like Spielberg got pushed out of the way, and Lucas was like, Hey, let me in on this project, okay? I make Star Wars good. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 0, Episode 6, Indie 4 Review, recorded May 24th, 2008. This time, Kevin is joined by Chelsea D and Crows, who together stay on task most of the podcast and discuss Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. For some reason the recording timing didn't get jacked up, but Kevin sounds pretty tired. Legend of Zelda's turned to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like comicsonline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little new you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man. Don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffin Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, stolen in Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello and welcome to Comics Online Podcast number 0.05. This might be the first one that's ready for prime time. We're all hoping so. Uh, today it's uh, just me, Kevin Goswan. I also have Chelsea D. Hi. And Crows on the line. Hey. So today's today's podcast is uh, is a, the our review of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Is it skull or skulls? It's skull. Skull. One skull. One skull. One Singular, skull. not plural. I mean, there were many skulls. But oh, and by the way, spoilers galore, so just <laughs> suck it up. If you haven't already seen it... Uh, Aliens. I mean, if you haven't... <laughs> yeah. If you haven't already seen it, then you probably shouldn't be listening to this. Right. I'll make sure to put... In case you were wondering, this, there's aliens in this, and they go away aliens. in a giant spaceship after... Time-traveling? Like like a black hole, and we're not making this up. <laughs> That's what you should know, right? All right. Yes, well, so we should we should really start with Chelsea. Chelsea, what did you think? <laughs> Give me your general opinion. My general opinion was that it was okay. I, um, Chris and I were talking about this before we started, and I'm actually not a huge Indiana Jones fan. My favorite, my absolute favorite thing about Indiana Jones is that he um, is such an intelligent man, which is rare, in my opinion, for, um, I don't know, for, like, mainstream manly men kind of action for heroes. action heroes, yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's a, I mean, the primary power he has is, is the power of his mind and his research and the knowledge that he has is how he basically gets around. And also, he's, you know, he can fight, it, can do everything, but I've always found that his intelligence is the most interesting thing about him. And I feel that that kind of was less, not that he was less intelligent, but that they 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 just hurried through a lot of the archaeological things, and they hurried 
through a lot of the details involving, you know, the artifacts and things like that, which used to be the most fascinating part of the movie for me. So I was a little disappointed in that. And um, as Chris and I, Chris will surely say, we think that it could have used a little bit more time, which might have helped because it felt it felt very rushed. But if you like Indiana Jones, you're going to like it. It was generally well done. Special effects were well done. The acting was fine. It, it generally was a good movie. It just wasn't a great movie, in my opinion. All right. And, and Crows, what, what were your uh, general thoughts? Oh, man. Um, well, for those of you that don't know, I've seen it twice now because I was just so conflicted the first time that uh, I didn't know what to make of it, that I had to go see it again with Dix. Um, it's a very interesting movie. It's by no means a bad movie at all. Um, it has problems. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the the MacGuffin of the movie, which is the Crystal Skull, um, which many people I've seen online in reviews that they had problems that, oh, there are aliens in this movie. But when you really think about it, it, this movie is taking place in the 50s. The previous ones took place in the 30s, and they had to deal with older mythological artifacts such as the Ark, the Holy Grail. And those things were pretty much um, not too much of uh, uh Not a part mythology. of 50s yeah. culture. Honestly, they have a problem with aliens but not with the Holy Grail. That's, that's mm. interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah, I didn't have a problem with the aliens. Um, I mainly had a problem with how they did it. Um, for the first uh, hour or so into the movie, um, it was a great movie. Like, you could tell it was totally classic indie, complete with the uh, rating of the Area 51 um, warehouse, where mm, it was a nice visual gag with the uh, Ark in the box, in the crate. That was actually A little Easter nice. egg there. Yeah, little gag. And that whole scene, uh, including the opening, was just pure indie. I couldn't have asked. It was like they just come off fresh of Last Crusade, and they didn't have any time. Except 20 years Crusade. later for the characters. Yeah, yes. and but it didn't feel like 20 years later. Like it was there already going through the motions and stuff, and it still felt fresh. It still felt indie. Um. But then once we really got into the um, whole uh, crystal skull thing and aliens, uh, mainly when they uh, – where was their camp located, the uh, Russians' camp in oh, South America? That was in the Amazon, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it Peru? No, Peru was where they found the crystal skull, and then they brought them back to the Amazon. Yeah. Um well, anyway, I had no problem with them whole finding the crystal skull, the whole uh, Mutt coming into play as a character. Mm. I liked Mutt as a character. He was a pretty good sidekick, and well, everyone saw it coming that he's indie. Oh well, yes, that's common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone seem surprised by that? Did you talk to anyone that was surprised by that? No, or? no one. Okay. It, and he really did make a good character, a good side character. Uh, so um, everything was going good. They found the Crystal Skull. Uh, they found their friend. 
uh, then the enemies captured them, and they showed the alien, the alien body, and that's when it just started falling apart. It's like Spielberg got pushed out of the way, and Lucas was like, hey, let me in on this project, okay? I make Star Wars good. (laughs) (laughs) Or something. Yes, and then it just got – just spiraled all out of control. They forced stuff. Marion came into play, which I thought she came into play too late, or we could have used a lot more time with her. Um, because she just felt like forced into play as a cameo, just because uh, Mutt was Indy's son and stuff. They really need more time for her Indy to develop again, especially since it has been twenty years. Yeah, if we say. <laughs> <laughs> you left me at the altar 20 years ago, yet I still love you, and you're the only man for me. <laughs> yeah, that 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 aspect of it was was probably the the hardest for me to swallow. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Another thing that I think they could have done better. Okay, I understand that if if they expect if you're watching this film that you've seen the other films, but there there has to be a new generation that's watching this movie, this movie that might not have seen the other movies. They didn't, I mean, I, I don't want like a huge thing of exposition, but they didn't tell, they didn't say anything about who Marion was or their, their history together. Actually, and, I was glad and, about that. I, in yeah, fact, I, I was actually fine with that. No, but the thing is, is that we have seen all the movies. I went to the movie, movie with people who had never seen it and they go, what are they talking about? Who is that? Like, I mean, for, as, if you think about it as a, as a sequel to the movie, okay, that's fine. They don't have to explain it. But for somebody who's introduced to this movie, and, I mean, this, these are kids that are seeing it now for the first time. They might not have seen all three of the movies before now, and they were really lost as to who this person I'd was. Like to address I don't that. think so. I'd like to address that. I think that uh, that it was easy enough for uh, for a complete uh, newbie to uh, to jump in. And to see and to and to comprehend, you know, through watching it. I mean, you didn't have to turn to your uh, in the know uh, neighbor and say, "Hey, what is it that they're talking about?" You could simply watch the film and. See, and I disagree. Now, I disagree because I went to the movie with somebody who didn't know anything, and they kept asking me questions about who he was. People like that are annoying. Well, they're just dumb. Shut up and watch. She was 13. Exactly. She had no idea what was going on. I know. Well, you know what? And I went to I went to the movie with two 13-year-olds just this morning, and they shut up and watched the film because they know, at least my son knows, uh, well enough to to uh, to not ask me what's going on in the movie while the movie is going on. Uh, Maybe not. It eventually I mean, got explained. I mean, the whole when they were trapped in the car or in the truck together, that was they easily explained that I think, right off the bat and didn't spend too much time on it. I think I, I think that that there are those things that are um, there are Easter eggs for those of us who are longtime fans of the of the original trilogy. And even of the um, of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm. Oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Oh yeah, because he doesn't he mention one of the things. That yes, he, did he does. Them. He does. He yeah. mentions one of the season three episodes. Yeah, he mentioned it to Mutt when they were they were talking about Pancho, right? Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. Pancho Villa. Yeah. yeah. Right, yep. Right. I actually have that episode on DVD. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, yeah I uh, that's one of the the uh, the episodes that I don't have, but I've I've actually read the synopses of the the uh, the episodes. Um, 
Which, by the way, uh, those of you who haven't watched, uh, who've, who've watched this film and are listening to this podcast and, and, and don't have, uh, uh, the, uh, the first three movies or don't have, uh, a volume three of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, well, you're in luck because you can, you can win them on our site. Just visit the forums at comicsonline.com. Okay, uh, enough of that. <laughs> Carry on. Um. Uh, now that I think we're talking about uh, him getting reunited with Marion, we should talk about the scene that takes place right after that that's filled with the wonderful Lucas CGI, the jungle car chase. Um. Uh, why did they have to throw so much CGI into that scene? It, 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 I didn't even notice. Yeah, well, with the, with the, uh, the, the Tarzan... Section? No, the ants I had no problem with. The ants actually looked cool. That was really good. The Tarzan section. Come on. Oh, oh yes. No, I, I was actually, I actually said, really? Are you kidding me? When <laughs> they started doing that, like honestly, and then they had the monkeys attack her. Seriously? Like yeah. what? <laughs> Why would the monkeys attack? I don't know, but it was hilarious. I thought it was fun. You know, I was just going along with the fun myself. Maybe I'm just a kid or something, but. Maybe. I, I couldn't see it in an indie movie. In something else, yes, it wasn't an indie movie. Sure, I'd go with it. But no, that shit doesn't happen in an indie movie. Yeah, it was a little... It oh, was have a little you seen the other indie movies lately? There's, been, there's some pretty silly shit going on. Yeah, uh, I know it was but, it was a little. I I have to agree. When I first, I mean, I laughed it off and I enjoyed it fine. But there was that first moment, like really. Okay. It was like, hey, I have all these CGI machines. Let me make the CGI scene, please, 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 Spielberg, please. Okay, Lucas. I like, just I so like the ant scene. Only yeah, the ant scene terrified. Was I'm cool. terrified, terrified of insects. I was basically curled up in a ball for that entire scene. Yeah, the ant scene was it. rough. I, you know, I, I used to live in Texas for a while with the, oh, uh, obviously, you know, these, uh, the, the, the killer termites are quite a bit different than fire ants, but I certainly oh. weigh with, with, uh, a healthy respect for, uh, for fire ants and, and other mm. of their ilk. I, the pole fight scene with the ants surrounding them, I thought was expertly done. I mean, Harrison Ford shows that he could still, you know, get his fight choreography <laughs> on. Yeah, no Yeah, kidding. yeah. I, I've always liked about Indiana that he takes his blows. It's not like he's super, super amazing and no one can lay a hand on him. He, like, gets his ass kicked yeah. more often than not. <laughs> but he still keeps going. I always like that about him, too. Yeah, yes. he looks, I mean, he looks old in his face in that movie. Oh, you know, I expected does. him to be really made up as to, you know, to look like a younger guy. But, mm-hmm. uh, but really, no, he, he looks his age, well, he, he looks, looks his age. He looks, he looks Harrison Ford's 65, age. 65, 60 or 65, yeah. Well, you know, and this is in 1957, well, you know, they revealed, uh, uh, in Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, uh, in, in case I, I haven't, uh, made it very clear, I totally love them. At least the, uh, yeah. <laughs> at least volume three, that's the only ones that I've seen. But, uh, but they revealed that he was born in, in, uh, 1899, and so he mm-hmm. he's supposedly 58 during this film, and I'm like, uh, 58. He's looking pretty grisly for 58. Yeah, but it's living the way he has, it's not yeah, that. Yeah, 
That's not that big of a deal. It, I mean, I guess Indiana Jones is pretty much the living definition of uh, road hard and put away wet. So yeah, exactly. Mm. He's definitely been a weathered. He's had a weathered life <laughs> for sure. So, very much so. I think I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that he he. It, but the funny thing is, is that. Sean Connery still looks the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> Harrison Ford doesn't. Right. Oh, and actually, something about the Sean Connery uh, pick, I really enjoyed how they uh, dealt with the character. I loved it too, the, and I loved the lack the, of the character. Well, but yeah, lack of a but lack of an actor, but but total reverence for the character. Oh, of and course. Also reverence for uh, gosh, I can't remember the darn guy's name. The uh, the other character that oh, the, uh, Marcus. Marcus. Who now? Correct me if I'm wrong. The actor is dead, right? I believe yeah, so. I believe so. And uh, and and yet the guy had a presence in the film. I don't sh- I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the, statue. the statue was Marcus, and Marcus goes, yeah. you know, and his head goes and lands in the guy's lap and hurt, you know, and it's a bit of a slapstick moment, but it's almost as mm-hmm. if he's, you know, he's, you know, giving his blows, you know, uh, posthumously. Yeah, yeah, and then and then um, Mutt laughs and he looks over at Indiana and Indiana looks at him like, no, that's not funny. That was my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so that was. I mean, I, I agree. And then also just his, his comment toward the end, like your grandfather would have loved to see that or something. I was like, oh. Denholm okay. Elliott is his name. Yeah. He played uh, Marcus. And. Yeah, he died in '92. Right. Yes, that is correct. That uh. Of AIDS. Oh, and that? I really wow. liked how they didn't spend too much time on the reference either. Like yeah. it was there, they dealt with it. Okay, they moved on. Yeah, they gave it. Yeah, the... so you weren't so you weren't saying like, "Where's his father or Marcus?" Because Marcus was in every every one of them, and that mm-hmm. would have been that would have been a strange to not have him in it. So it was good that they did remark at least make a passing remark about it. Definitely. And so. Let's talk for a second about is is it Shia Shia how do you pronounce Shia Shia Shia. Um, a lot of people were worried that he would kind of ruin this movie, but I don't think he did. I think he was fine. I thought he was great. Um, Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, I I don't think he was the most annoying. The only thing that that I disliked about him was the uh, the the campiness of his uh, of of his look. You know how yeah the the hair. Ultra greaser and uh, you know and his, I thought it worked the for time. the time that frame. fits the time yeah I yeah. I, I thought I, it, I it might have been a little time. overdone in fact maybe yeah I don't know he, that for that time that made a lot of sense to me yeah I thought that that I I didn't I didn't have a problem with that just because it it made me laugh especially when they have that when they have that bar the fight in the diner with the clean cut guys and the greasers that was I, really, I was really like how Yes. I was like, where do you like, get use of like the time set it was in? That was funny. Yeah, but definitely. I, I think you know it was a little far, but it it didn't it didn't make it enough that it took away from me. I was like, all right, whatever. Ray Winstone ended up being the most annoying character for me in the movie. Oh yeah, that. me too. Yeah. He was really annoying. <sighs> and 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 he played which character again? Uh, Mac, Mac the betrayer. Mac. Oh yeah. The triple betrayer. Triple betrayer. <laughs> right. As soon as he was like, "I'm really a double agent," like Indiana. Honestly, you're gonna believe. Okay. You're just gonna go along with that, yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially because he was so openly, like, obviously greedy about yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, but if he was really undercover, 
he wouldn't be this. I mean, he wouldn't still be about it's all about the money to me. That should have given a real clear indicator. Also, speaking about other side characters, we had a nice cameo appearance uh, by the janitor from Scrubs. Ah, uh, yes, he was. He was Neil Flynn. Agent. That was that actually. And he played who? He's uh, one of the FBI agents. Smith. Yeah. The FBI agent. Oh. That was questioning Indiana after um, he gets out of the refrigerator after the news. <laughs> okay, that was, that was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a big Neil Flynn, uh, Neil Flynn Neil fan. Flynn fan. Uh, yeah, that was, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, hey. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay, so it's, it's Shia. Okay, sorry. I, I yes. keep mispronouncing his name. So. Shia. Apparently, he's really horrible to his fans, too. He, like, doesn't sign autographs. He's real. He has yeah. fans? <laughs> oh, I would no, say I'm... he was in Holes and... Uh... I know, I know. And, no, he was and, in something um, before that. Transformers, and he was on the Disney show, Even yeah. Stevens. Oh, Eve, yeah. Evans, right. Yes, he won a daytime Emmy for that show. And he was on... Uh, oh, what's that? What's that horrible movie? Oh, yeah, Constantine. Yeah. Oh, he was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. He played... He was the taxi driver. He played he was, Chaz. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. You, know, you know Chaz? You know middle-aged Chaz? Uh, oh, my God. Who was suddenly a teenager? What? Huh? Oh, there are oh so many God. problems about that movie. You're I just want right. to ignore it. It I didn't totally happen. I totally blacked that out. It's kind of like they, they <laughs> switched... They, they kind of wanted to meld Chaz with... Uh, uh, with the um the the taxi driver for the spirit, yeah. And you mean that offended you, and the fact that it was Keanu Reeves playing the British blonde Constantine that did it offend you? You know, the funny I mean, thing is with that movie, just taking it all the way into that movie, uh, is you know, if there if it, if there was no Keanu, if uh, if they'd have instead used James Marsters as everyone in their right mind would would want. Yeah, this would have wanted, and uh, if if it would have been James Marsters and some middle-aged dude just pick somebody up off the street who can act uh, as uh, as Chaz, wouldn't that have been a decent film? It would have been so. because it, it would have been like a hundred times better. <laughs> and you know, and, oh, and also, obviously, you know, it goes without saying, set the fucker in London, you stupid assholes. Yes. Oh God. Yes. I mean, I don't mind Rachel Vice because I thought she was fine. I didn't have a problem with her. I thought I thought she was great too. Yeah, she's she's a good actress. She's, I've never seen her in anything and disliked her. And but um, yeah, I just why they had to completely butcher that that and you know what cracks me up too about Hellblazer is that ever since that movie, they're making it very clear. On the Hellblazer comics, it is John Constantine. <laughs> you know, in case everyone missed that, that was from a comic. You know. Oh right, because ever since then they've put John Constantine really yeah. prominently. Yes, yeah. Really big, but it's not like the movie did really well. So you would think <laughs> they'd rather be accurate and maybe chance at doing okay than have like the big names and still suck. I don't know. Yeah. But we're we're not thinking like Hollywood. Right. So um. About other characters in the movie, um, Kate Blanchett's uh, character. She was fine. I liked her. 
uh, I had she didn't get enough was time. Good, right? Was it, was, oh yeah, was her good. acting was great. At first, um, many people were like psychic, yeah. But they missed the point that she wasn't psychic. She just wanted to be psychic. She just she wanted yes. to be and she thought she was and she just was delusional. But it was I yeah, I think they missed that because they didn't make it clear enough in the movie. It was it was very confusing. I, I mean I knew she wasn't, but it was still like eh, I don't know if they're making that. We really enough. needed more time with her and Marion. Really I didn't want any more time with her. I thought her character was so uh, cartoony and just, she was. Uh, just, uh, just grating. I just, I didn't want to see her on the screen for as much as I did. But I mean, I understand she was the main villain and all, but I, you know, I didn't hate her because, oh gosh, she's an evil villain. You know, someone take her out. I'm, I just wanted her off the screen. She was so annoying to me. Maybe that's yeah. just me. Uh, I, I mean, no, I'm sure I didn't mind her. Things. I didn't mind her. I don't know. Uh, all right. I, I mean, I didn't love her. I didn't wasn't like this is the best villain ever. It just it, I didn't feel either way. But I thought she was fine, and I like I like Kate Blanchett, so I was glad to see her trying something a little new. And mm, yes. And I thought she looked lovely. So. <laughs> so. And how about John Hurt as a crazy person? I thought that was great. Yeah, he was. I didn't even recognize him for a while. Yeah, it took a little bit because he was so. That was John Hurt. <laughs> exactly. That was John Hurt as, as Ox Oxley. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! It was. I'm... <laughs> wow, that's some great makeup artist. I know, and he really. I I. It took a little bit for me to figure it out. Like I think a few scenes after he was in, maybe maybe during the. I think it might have been during the chase scene where I got it, but it took a few minutes for sure. But yeah, it was, it was John Hurt. What way to vanish in that character, man? Yeah, no doubt. Well, guy's a serious actor, you know, far more yeah, than most. So, um, well, that actually makes it funny that I saw the trailer for Hellboy Two, the Golden <laughs> Army, right before the yeah, movie. Yeah, we did. He did. Although he he's not he's only in a cameo or so, is that right? Oh, he's not their handler uh, or whatever anymore. No, he he is. He he's died in, in the. I thought he. He died. No. But he died in the first movie. Oh, the character. I was the like, character. what are you talking oh. about? <laughs> no, I thought the character died in the. Oh, first movie. uh, I'll go along with. I don't remember. I you know I liked the movie, but it wasn't one of those where it's like, oh, I remember every you know. It's not it's not one of those where mm-hmm. the. Uh, did he die? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. I might be wrong. I, I felt like he died. I, he I was, think you're wrong because he, I know he's in Hellboy too. He was he was playing um the the professor, right? He was Trevor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he died. <laughs> but let me check. I mean, let you guys talk for a second. Let me check. But. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah, I liked uh, I like Marion um, being yes, back. There. I really like. I, I don't know as oh, I need. I've more. always liked her. I don't know as I needed more. I think I I could have used more of her. Uh, I don't know. Instead of being moony about Indy, you know, yeah. kicking his ass and you know, I I mean I realize she's what twenty years mean? older, so she's probably not as feisty as she was at whatever. Oh, that's not necessary. No, but I mean just kind of like. Uh, I don't know, dangerously feisty. Let me put it, like you know, drinking 
you know, drinking, you know, huge men under the table as she uh, first appears in in the first movie. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah, he died. I'm sorry, I looked it up. He did die in the first movie. Ah, well, it's a, it's a supernatural. Uh, I'm I'm so. sure maybe it'll be a vision or a dream. I mean, there's ways for him to come back without it being a problem. Anyway, sorry, but yes, I've I've always liked Marion, but my favorite thing about her was her feistiness. So I was missing a little bit of that. I was missing her kind of kicking his ass a little bit for being a jerk. <laughs> I mean, he did walk out on their wedding. Come on, and she hasn't. She he got sent her one letter. Right. Yeah. One letter. So then, and like, I kind of get that. I I do think in some ways, even though that like she should have told him that she had his kid, but she did say that he kind of disappeared, which isn't surprising. I could totally see him just being like, I'm gonna pretend I don't exist anymore. But I don't know. Um, do you guys think he she should have told him? About he should have. Uh, um, well, yeah, but I've <laughs> I've known I've known girls who have said who have uh, said who or who have not said um, things before. And it's their kid. What, what can I say without going into a big story? Anyway, it does. <laughs> it's not. It's, uh, it's not unheard of. Yeah. No, it's not unheard of. I just. I mean, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't seem like he obviously didn't seem that angry about it. So neither of them seem that angry about it. So I guess that's that's okay. Right. But it did make me go like, really? Uh, maybe she should have told him. But it's okay. I, it's obviously it's 20 years in the past. Right. It's all right that she didn't yeah. tell him. And yeah. So uh, what so, about? Um, uh, Charles Widmore as uh, General Non Thunderbolt Ross. That was Charles Widmore. Yeah. Dix Dix kneeled over to me and he's like, "Dude, is that Charles Widmore?" I'm like, "No, it can't." <laughs> yep. Well, it was. So you had the janitor from Scrubs and Whitmore in the same scene. <laughs> yep. That's wow. Different. <laughs> and uh, you know, Widmore, who was also, if you remember way back to X Files, he was also the toothpick man. Yes, he was. Well, yeah, and uh I'm a big X Files fan. Oh right. Yeah, I didn't just think about that. Yeah, so dude dude gets around in the genre right. stuff, so you know, rock on with uh what the hell is that guy's name? Um uh, Alan There you go, Dale. Alan Dale. Yay, Alan Dale. <laughs> as Charles Woodmore, for those of you who do not follow Right. Lost. Yeah, if you're not following <laughs> Lost, um, hey, you know, then you're dead to us. You're not dead to us, but, you know, it's time. Hey, you're listening to this podcast, so you, you've got something going for you. Go pick up those uh, those first three seasons, and we'll, we'll see you when season four starts. Um, season four has already started. We're, like, at the end of season four of Lost. <sighs> Yeah, but it's not a real season. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? I mean, it's not a full season because they like to cheat us. I mean, uh, keep us. How how can I get out of this? Uh, uh, you, can't, you can't. You can't. Just, just back <laughs> yeah. off, man. Just back so, I mean, all right, guys. Uh, give, a, give, a final, give a final grade on the movie. Uh, do you want to do a letter grade? or? First, I want to talk about the Oh, ending. yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. The- Ending. 
which not only does it explain that it's actually living aliens, but they're time traveling. They're, they're dimension traveling uh, aliens. It never says anything about time. No. Oh, yes, they are because the artifacts. Remember when they come across the artifact yeah. chamber? They're from different times. From. In so many different places, the all the uh, different artifacts in the chamber. Remember, uh, Max says there could be a whole museum filled with these and stuff. Well, but that doesn't mean they're time traveling. That might mean they're long lived or long collecting. Yeah. I mean, if they're if the only reason that you're going to be able space between the only reason you're going to be able to convince me that they're time traveling is if you know they've got you know a Commodore 64 sitting there too. Although the question is, is that depending on when they died exactly, or when they, whatever, I mean, I don't know if they're even, the aliens aren't necessarily dead. Whenever they sat down and didn't move again, let's say that, that, um, depending on when they did that, like, if they had, how would they have gotten any of those artifacts in there if it had been before those time periods even happened? Because I'm not, I'm not sure. I, th- I thought that it was like they said, like it was five thousand years ago that they were locked inside there. Yeah, it was. And if so, then how did they possibly get any of those artifacts that are from later uh, time dates? Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Well, perhaps that's mm-hmm. the case then. I still would have liked to see the Commodore 64. Really, I would have liked to see a, a Nintendo Wii, because then we would have proof that at least in the indie <laughs> universe, um, where you know it's it's proven that that's alien technology and should be shunned, <laughs> or respected, or both, <laughs> worshipped. Um, so personally, I, I think it. that whole ending scenes uh, should, could have been done a whole lot differently. The whole thing with Indy has always been uh, tell, not show. Mm-hmm. And, well, this goes way beyond showing. This is like in your face. Hello? Look, aliens in a flying saucer. Look, in a flying saucer. We didn't need yeah. to see the flying saucer. I think it should have just like, all collapsed. Yeah. Like, if they're really space between spaces traveling people, they could have just blinked out right there. It didn't yeah. need to fly up into the air. Could have, or 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 they could have just because it because it was spinning so fast they could have just not even given us a definite shot it could have just been like well, yeah glimpses or something like, yeah like a huge maelstrom and then not like specifically showed us a yeah movie. they really you know kind of went the other way from uh, the Silver Surfer movie um. <laughs> <laughs> we're making all sorts of references well. It's 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 the Silver Surfer movie. It doesn't it doesn't have the Fantastic Four in my version. I've cut all those those uh, scenes out. Um, oh, the Kevin cut. It's really you short mean, you and, mean and good. This was just a giant was just a giant thing of smoke with a little bit of purple and blue, just to say, haha, we're not going to show you it. <laughs> so then we have um, Indy calling uh, Mutt Junior, which I loved me. it. I'm not sure. Oh, that was great. No, I'm sorry, but the only person who could call someone junior is Sean Connery. No, because and now he can call, and now it's it's the you know the continuation of it was. I I I loved it. You know the the whole. It was a con- fathers yeah. and sons theme. You know I love yeah. it. Love it. Love. 
and that he he was feeling so alone and that now he knows that he's not alone and he has well now he has a wife and mm-hmm. a son and like and a son who's probably run off to do other adventures yeah to be yeah, chronicled God. in later movies by no, George Lucas no, no, let's, let's not. That. well you know the funny thing is the the uh the the young Indiana Jones chronicles just to get back to that again um were like to, to my understanding a real Lucas brainchild and uh and yeah, in, in completely was. didn't suck. I mean granted I didn't see any of the little kid ones because there were some you know not... Oh those were horrible just okay, to skip them. Um but the uh the 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 teen and early adult ones were just so great. The production values were high just enough. amazing. I really can't say enough good things about them, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the, the music and the, and the scenery and, you know, and, and, and in, in the case of the DVDs, you know, all these amazing, um, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, history channel type. In fact, I think they, they eventually did air on the history channel these, these, um, uh, special features that were like an hour in length each. Um, about the episode, you know, about what uh, what time period or what uh, historical figures or what oh, places. Really? Yeah, they're they're amazing. Um, the um, and these are only in the uh, the new versions, not in the original single DVDs, but in the uh, the volume one, two, and three. Um, like for instance, I you know yeah. I started with with volume three, and uh, they start in. Um, they start out with with him meeting uh, Ernest Hemingway, and it's it's still World War One, and uh, you know, and World War One is ending, and you know, after a couple of ep- episodes, um, you know, World War One has ended. Yeah. All the war episodes were and, great because it really defines. It really does, and they go and and I went and I thought, okay, you know, now I've I've watched the first DVD worth of uh, of episodes, which I think was just two epi- two 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 hour episodes, um, and uh, and I and I checked out the uh, the special features on Turkey there's three one hour things about Turkey I didn't know anything about Turkey and I just watched these things and you know call me a, a nerd but I loved them like nerd I totally nerd. Lo- I was like ah I didn't know anything about <laughs> Turkey and now I know things about Turkey and you know how thrilling that was you know and it finally defined the uh, the the term young turk for me in a in a historical perspective and I was you know thrilled with that cuz I'm a word freak um but <laughs> But but okay. anyway, I, I haven't. Oh seen yeah, you all, you should def so you should definitely see it. So the Just, question is, should they continue the Anita Jones? You know, not with Mutt, not with Mutt. I'm no, sorry, but no, it, you can't no. call it Indiana Jones if you're having Mutt as the main character in Indy. Well, then call it bitch. Mutt Jones. Indy does not ride bitch That's to true. anyone. That's true. Well, you know. I do like I do like that he picked up the hat and didn't let my heaven. I'm like, yes, that was, that was a You're still Indiana Jones. <laughs> now, correct correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if either of you, uh, Chelsea, you being uh, a DC person and Andy and young, and uh, and Crows, you being young and and not the hugest uh, comic guy in the world. Um, the early, I guess. Post Temple of Doom Marvel uh, Adventures of Indiana Jones comic. Did either of you have either of you read any of those? Oh, I actually have actually I think have one of them. Because I I seem to remember 
um, a uh, an issue of that. And well, I think it was probably two issues in a row. I want to say it was John Byrne doing at least the art, or at least the covers, if not the interior art. Um, who knows? He might have been writing them as well. But uh, I want to say that it was that it was Indy and Marion Ravenwood, um, and they uh, are going to be is another gold thing, and they're going to be dipped in gold by some South American type um, that was going to dip them in molten gold and make statues out of them. Anybody remember that? No, okay. I don't think so. Ah, well, something, <laughs> something to pick up uh, in the quarter bins, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, final ratings on the movie? Um, I'm going to say in my... Um, are, we, are we doing letter or number? Um, well, you know, in the, in the Comics Online style, uh, I'm going to give... Yeah. Give it, uh, I would have to say, at least four out of five. Um, and then, of course, we don't use stars. It's always some sort of uh, other object. So uh, uh, four, <laughs> four out of five. Uh, what did I use recently? Uh, narrow escapes. Uh, four out of five high, five high fives. High fives, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I will go with 3.75. You <laughs> <laughs> can round up to four if you are so inclined. Well, here's how I'm looking at it. I put Raiders as the first because it's Raiders. That's If we're rating it as best mm. indie movie, Ooh. it's my third best indie movie. Raiders and Last Crusade come first. Yeah, I, really? I agree with that. This would be number three. And Temple of Doom is the bastard child of the family. Yeah, I don't like Temple of Doom. That's so weird. I would personally put I would personally put Crusade first and then Raiders because I I actually liked Crusade better. I did. I like Crusade better. I'm sorry. I did. I I, it had Sean Connery and I was more interested in the Last Crusade. I wasn't as interested. All right, you guys are gonna think I'm completely weird then because I I put uh. I, I put Temple of Doom first, and, and then oh, Raiders, really? and what? then this one. I think you're the first person I've ever heard you, that, like I, that movie. I love that movie. I, I really like that movie from, I, I, I don't know, maybe it was because I saw it when I was, you know, a kid, you know, junior high, I guess. And uh, I don't know, just totally love that movie. Um, the second one, or that is to say, well, it really is the second one, temporarily, uh, uh the yeah. um the the second one is first yeah anyway um yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark would be second to me and this this new one would be third um and really a close third um yeah. I, I think it's it's pretty darn good um and uh, Last Crusade I really didn't love it I, you know and and I don't know what it is about it I uh, I I never saw it in the theater I. And the the times that I've tried to watch it, even even when I got this, um, uh, you know, adventure collection recently, um, and uh, and watched, you know, and tried to watch it through, you know, I was able to totally, you know, I watched all the um, uh, special features and stuff, and I'm like, oh hey, I know, I'll I'll watch this all the way through for once and not fall asleep on it. Oh hell no, totally zonked out on the thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think I think the reason 
now that I think of it, the reason why I like Last Crusade first is it was the only one I saw in the theaters because I was 89 and I was only five years old. Oh, you're so young. <laughs> so it was the only, it was literally the only one I ever saw in the theaters. So no wonder it's like kind of number one for me because it's well, the one I have yeah, the most same. real like memories of. And that's the same for you, Crows? Oh, well, well no, it's not like first. Creative. I still like, because I've been a big Raiders fan. My dad uh, got me hooked on indie as soon as I was old enough to speak. <laughs> it was... <laughs> We're a sci-fi household. Um, <laughs> so I really have to go with Raiders as number one, and I just never, never liked Doom. I don't – Yeah. No. Kevin, I think you're the controversial one why Chelsea and I are the sane ones. I, I honestly, I don't, I mean, I'm telling you the truth, Kevin. I, I've never heard of anyone. Really? I really <laughs> love that movie. Not, with all not, the, not necessarily. With all the it. saving the not kids and, uh, and the, Dude, the, 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 the mind chase and, uh, and all of that stuff. I remember, yeah, I, I remember playing that crate that, that uh, stand-up games in the alpha in the alpha beta in Tirasana. Now, see, normally I, I start talking like that, and people will say, "Ah, that place," but we don't have Nomad here today. Uh, for once, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I didn't it's say weird to podcast without without Nomad taking over the whole thing. Uh, but instead of the instead of Nomad, we have Chelsea. But um, hey, I am not. You're being good. It. I'm just joking. Um, thank you. <laughs> we keep you on a leash for a reason. By the way, That's Kevin. True. Every time that I talk too much, they actually give me a <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Kevin, two words why you should not like what? Temple of Doom. Short run. Oh, wait. <laughs> now you, you've, you've actually told me the reason why. I love it. I love short round. What? I love short round. Oh, I love, um, what's his character in Goonies? Um, oh, who knows? But yeah, uh, what's his name? Jonathan. Uh, anyway, the the kid. He's awesome. The kid that's obnoxious. Totally awesome. That one. Totally. T- yeah, short short round. Uh, Jonathan K. Yeah, K. Kwan. That's him. No time for love, Doctor Jones. How can you not love that? He played Data. You know he can speak four languages. Hey, that's cool. I guess. I've, I've never saying, known anyone to like short round. No one. I've never known anyone to like Temple of Doom. At least, I mean, maybe like it okay, but never have I heard anyone say it was number one. It's no, people normally say Raiders of the Last Ark is. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I've, As a matter I mean, of fact, Chelsea and Dix are the only people I know that put uh, Last Crusade over Raiders. I love Last Crusade, but it, I told you why I think I loved it, and I do. Well, yeah, I love Sean Connery. You and Dix both are horrors, Sean Connery. <laughs> I I actually don't like Sean Connery very much. I've only liked him in about half the roles I've ever seen him in. And I don't find him attractive at all. I have no idea where that comes from with women. They think he's handsome. I don't it's probably just the voice. You wouldn't keep a Draco the dragon. <laughs> or if you or I suppose if you watch. I mean his accent, but there are plenty of of very handsome Scottish men with that accent that are actually attractive. If you watch so. the old um <laughs> Bond films. Don't say Ethan McGregor. Yeah, I, I yeah, no. I I've seen the old Bond movies. I didn't find him attractive huh. either. Seemed like he would be a pretty uh pretty attractive dude if you were, you know, 
into yeah. attractive dudes. I am into attractive dudes, and I just never find right. attractive. The only James Bond I've ever found attractive is Daniel Craig, and he's the new one. Gotcha. I, you know, I really like that new. Uh, well, that's that's, a, that's again uh, like jumping off topic, but. I'm sorry, sorry. Again, from Sean Connery there, but it's a it, it is a pity Sean Connery couldn't be in this film, even though I'm glad I think they handled it beautifully. Yeah, there was, was there was really no reason for him to be in there. Oh, and one thing that I did want to mention is, you know, while I didn't see any of these episodes, I understand that the uh, uh, that they're uh, in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. They were originally uh, conceptualized as as flashbacks uh, from the very old uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, he was actually at the beginning and the end of every right. episode. I watched it live on TV. And it was some oh, it was some really day. old guy um who No, it was Harrison Ford for No, for only episodes. one episode, but um uh, That's a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh and that was that took place in the 50s and actually the bookends that that uh Harrison Ford did was probably I don't know. It, it seemed really forced and crappy, but it was nice to see him. And they played, and uh, on only that episode, they played the Indiana Jones, the you know the John Williams uh, Indiana Jones theme. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's such that is one of the catchiest. It really is. Ever. Oh, anything. I think John it actually. I, I'm trying to think of one that's more. I mean, I know. Even Star Wars. I think it's more catchy than uh, Star Wars. I, no, I, I have to disagree. The Jurassic Park theme is catchier than even tell you. Jones. What's the Jurassic Park theme? Dun 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 No, I'm sorry. Indiana Jones. No, I'm afraid not. GTFO, Chelsea. GTFO. No, sorry. Just like always. Yeah, I'm afraid that I can't agree with that. Um... I mean, though I do think that is it is a very catchy tune. Oh, but anyway, my point was my my, my point in bringing up the uh, the old indie uh, bookends uh, is that uh, in the old indie uh, bookends he had he was talking to like grandchildren and stuff, and so you have to assume that if yeah. he's got grandchildren, he's got children, and hey, there's Mutt, so yay. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so I'm gonna have to go get uh, volumes one and two and actually. Uh, stomach the uh, the kid episodes of those but uh, uh, speaking only from episode 3 once again or not episode 3 but uh, volume 3 of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles buy it, love it You, uh, it's just amazingly great highly agree um, since I think this is about the end of the, inter- mm-hmm. uh, the review uh there is another Lucasfilm movie coming out really, really uh, soon too. What? There's an. This what is, is the only Lucasfilm movie coming out this summer. Enlighten us. What? Clone Wars, the animated oh, right, right, Star right, right, right. Wars movie. And with that, Crows takes it down into the toilet. Well, that's all the oh, time no, we have for it. A terrible writer. <laughs> So, oh, um, just to say, Indiana Jones raked in $25 million in its wow. Yeah. Fourth highest grossing Thursday debut. Hey, yay. So maybe it'll have a, a really great weekend. And and it says it's on course to be the biggest Memorial Day weekend release. Eating Spider-Man uh, the 2? The first one. It's, yeah, it says the film is expected to make 
up to 170 million over the five days, and the box office record uh, was the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, right. Die horribly overrated sequel of a superhero <laughs> movie. The third one. Yeah. I was never a fan of uh, Spidey Two. I, I like one and two. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Was Everything was better than three. Oh, anything's better than three. <laughs> anything's better than three. Uh, so we made our final judgments on Indiana Jones. So let's say yay or nay. Any more movies to be made? Nay. Or let him let him rest and be married and have his family. I I say, I say nay. nay as well. I think this is a nice uh an, a, a nice ending for for once and really to uh to drag it through the mud would be exactly what George Lucas would be apt to do. So we'll do. <laughs> we'll actually happen. Do. So but... everyone ready? Everyone ready for uh, Shia as the new Indiana Jones? In fact, I, in fact, I read on, on uh, I want to say it was um, tvguide.com, that Harrison Ford was perfectly willing to do a fifth movie now. Yes, yeah, I saw they, that they as did well. Say that. And, and Shia um, also said that he, he didn't think there should ever be an Indiana Jones movie without Harrison Ford. Well, good for him. And I'm sure that, uh, what's her name would come back for it. Karen Allen. It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to see all of them. Uh, I mean, I I know this sounds strange, but it would be kind of cool to see them in the next movie all fighting and doing things as a family. I mean, both of the the parents are intellectual, like, architectural kind of people and archaeology (laughs) people. And then, sorry. Hey, it's the movie all over again. Build home. Shut up! It could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and there they are in Chicago building homes. <laughs> but uh, I, if if Harrison Ford comes back for another one, then that would maybe be acceptable. Maybe. But he cannot ride, bitch. He cannot uh-huh. be the side character with. He what wasn't the side. He still. He still was yeah. Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. His movie. He was still wowing that kid constantly. It wasn't. He was wowing, he was wowing me, wowing. Uh, except except for during <laughs> the CGI parts, in which case I was like, "Come on!" But uh, <laughs> you don't want to go play with the CGI prairie dogs, Kevin. Prairie dogs, <laughs> not the monkeys, not the uh, the crazy whip oh, stunts God. that were stupid. And uh, but you know, keep in mind, four out of five here. I'm I'm liking this movie, but the CGI really took me out of the movie. Yeah. Uh, not to the point where I didn't like it, though, yeah, in any way. And especially the thing I hate about CGI in this kind of thing is when it's completely unnecessary. When you can do the film yes. without, you can do shots. Really keep the it. ants. Do it keep, keep the it. ants and uh, and. Because they couldn't film that without right. CGI. That's mm-hmm. that scene. But there are scenes that they didn't need yeah. the CGI in. That they could. The waterfall done. was CGI. Keep the water. When the they water. went over the waterfall, yeah. that was CGI. I was just looking at it, and I was like, no, it, no, why? You could just shot it practically. Yeah, you're, you're probably they right, but... Yeah, yeah, they could have, but... I, I, guess, I guess if there's another movie, and they all agree to come back, it could be, <laughs> yeah, okay? But, all, this, but if they don't, this was an acceptable... Definitely. It, to be honest, I don't think this movie was needed. I think Last no, Crusade I don't either, put the so. bow on it just... Oh, I, nice. I I wholeheartedly disagree, and really am glad for this movie no. to have have had a better bow. This is a much better bow. I think I I agree with Kevin. I think this honestly was a better bow because it felt like Indiana had come full circle and had finally kind of got what he needed because he had, 
he had a lot of problems with his family and I think he he struggled with his daddy with his father um issues in the last movie was you know, he came to peace with him, but I thought it was very interesting to see him, you know, at sixty and kind of feeling like he didn't okay, he he set out to accomplish certain things and he did them but he kind of lost out in other ways. And it was interesting to see that um, that small amount of regret to not have a family, I guess, and, and he did. So I think it was I think it was good. It was good to see him really happy, I guess. Definitely. I don't know. Maybe I'm No, I I'm uh <laughs> I'm, I totally agree with everything you just said. I'm, I'm the minority here. <laughs> You know, I I think I, a character I mean, like that deserves a happy ending. Oh, and 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 one more thing before we uh, we totally uh, wrap it up. Um, in the um, you know how in in Star Wars, um, the uh, uh, supposedly all of the uh, all of the uh, accepted all all of the the books and all of the comics are supposed to be canon, right? Well, because George <laughs> no no, but they be. are. They're supposed to be. You know. No, they are. George Lucas has, has to prove everyone. Anything that goes through, and so no, therefore it is the retconning of what Boba Fett's well, origin was. But you know, besides retcon. If no, he requires that he has to prove of anything that's published, and because of that, since it has his official nod, it therefore it's canon. canon. So, but in uh, in a in a Star Wars Tales, I don't know if you if you read this. It was it was one of these you know within the past few years, um, Star Wars Tales. Uh, by Dark Horse, they um, uh, there was a little little short tale where um, uh, the, it was kind of the final flight of of Han and Chewie, where they uh, they they fly someplace and uh, you know they they the uh, the Falcon is is destroyed and they crash land on some alien planet and uh, and Han is killed and and Chewie is there to left to. Well, clearly that's not. Can't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, and the, 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 my point is, at the end, at the end of this, um, you know how how Wookies are extremely long lived. Well, uh, uh, Chewie is still alive someplace, and you know, uh, hulking off in the distance. Um, well, Indiana Jones finds the Millennium Falcon. I mean, they don't call him Indiana Jones, but you know damn well who it is. Uh, you know, finds you know finds a Millennium Falcon, you know this this alien artifact or whatever. Um, uh, as he you know, and you know, and plus you know, instead of uh, he, and plus you've got Bigfoot who is who is a Wookiee, and you know, and and he goes, <laughs> and Indiana Jones finds uh, uh, the the remains of Han Solo, which is you know a happy little. Uh, tie-in as well, obviously. Is that ridiculous? I love it. It's, it's stuff like that that just makes me feel all happy inside. That's, it's nice that you get things like that. <laughs> I'm, I love how you love things that rape kids <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yes, it's, it's such an endearing quality. I, I bet you love the Star Wars Christmas special too, don't you? Um, oh. What if I did? <laughs> oh. I love it better than episodes one through three. How about that? Can I say that? Okay, well that's fair. <laughs> um that's, that's... I, I love it fourth. 
Oh, did you guys see? Did you hear the? Did you hear the little Star Wars reference? That, um, I had yes. a bad feeling about. That was yeah. great. I actually yeah. started laughing. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, cool." I I. I, I I don't know if that was a uh, intentional uh, Star Wars reference. Oh, it's gotta be. That's that's such a that's I've said in every Star Wars movie, especially by Han. I feel that yeah. it must have been, especially since Lucas writes. Or, or it's just really you know predictable writing by Lucas. So one of the one or the other. Oh, uh, that's possible. I don't. He doesn't know, know any <laughs> other phrases that mean that. Uh, anyhow, um, well, I liked it quite a bit. I, it's not completely in the loved it category, but I would totally watch it again and again. So there. I probably won't see it again until it's on DVD. Well, right, I right. I, I don't mean I'm going to go back to the <laughs> theater like, like crows, but, uh. And I will buy it and I will own it like I Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was definitely not the best movie so far of the summer. That's still going to Iron yes. Man right now. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, agreed. we three are agreed, and uh, Nomad and the rest of the crew who couldn't make this uh, podcast uh, stick it in your ear. Your opinion doesn't matter. I guess, <laughs> uh, or we'll have a whole nother one, which which may very well happen. Um, all right. Well, uh, for Comics Online, I'm Kevin Goswan. I'm Chelsea D. And I'm Crows. Have a good one. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast, especially Nomad, are those of each participant themselves and do not necessarily represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers, past, present, or future of any participant, or anyone else in the world, living or dead. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, Maybe you're a stupid fucking retard and should probably stop punching yourself in the face only long enough to immediately and permanently log off the internet, delete all podcasts of any kind from all of your equipment, and never ever attempt to view, read or listen to grown-up talk involving sarcasm for any reason ever again, okay? Or maybe you're instead one of the other 99%, our smart and good-looking fans who appreciate foul language and biting sarcasm as well as everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post in our forums at comicsonline.com or visit us on MySpace or Facebook, or you can simply email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Peace out word to your mother box. As when a lion roareth, and when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthly language into thrust. As you kneel before Azawa, Legend of Zelda's turn to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like comicsonline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than ECIs, we descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech, like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders, like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man, don't you ever try to serve thee. New guys of this book, like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination, with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, stolen in Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com